you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 162, a podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Roser, and with me, Frederica Motti. Hello, Williams. Android episode for me. <laughs> Woo! Well, I'm feeling spicy. I'm sure, I'm sure I've, I've skipped one or two episodes in there at some point, but you know. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Hey, it counts. It counts. You were able to join. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just as many. You showed uh, up. Whoa. Participation What's trophy. Up, <laughs> hey. So, uh, does any one of you have uh, any, um, you know, stocks? <laughs> I do. Stonks? I do. do I have stonks? <laughs> I do, but not in any <laughs> of the companies that are going ape shit on the stock market. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I own stocks, but I do it the boring way and just buy index funds, baby. <laughs> Low and slow. So um, how zoomed out should we get about this story? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, there's so many think pieces I mean, should we it. start with what a stock is? Like, how basic are we going? Uh, I mean, Zach, start where you think it makes sense to make any even discussion about this happen. Okay, so a stock is like a representation of a... <laughs> a part of a company and so people can buy a piece of a company right they buy stock and then the more <laughs> no the more demand right. for it right <laughs> so if more people try to buy it they become more valuable because it's like you know supply demand right basic economics Stonks to the moon so stocks mm-hmm. go up when there's more demand for them people think that this company is has more value and that can be manipulated by you know a person group of people hedge fund buying a bunch of these or creating the demand right and then they're worth more and then the people holding them they have more value they actually don't have value until you sell them so this is also it's not money until you have it sold yeah and so um it's all gambling right let's just like get that out of the way so well it depends on who you talk to which is like part of this whole thing is that um the people that are like highly invested and like do this a lot and like are the rich people they don't they don't like the term gambling they don't like the people they don't like calling it a casino but that's literally what it is literally gambling gambling. (laughs) we're gonna put some gambling support information in the show notes because it's it's serious like we joke around about but like it's gambling so Okay, so that's the basics, right? And then there's shorting, which I think is ridiculous, but we'll just explain it. Um, shorting is <laughs> it's pretty much saying that you think this stock sh- is going to go down. and It's actual gambling. It's like betting that it's going to go down. <laughs> it's betting on top of the betting, right? So it's a, it's a bet on the bet. And someone owns, let's say they won't own one stock, right? And it's worth $100. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, there's the bank. Let's say the bank has one stock for $100. There's the hedge fund. Mm-hmm. They want to short the stock, so they borrow it and then sell it immediately for 100 And then there's mm-hmm. like some, there's Owen on the stock market, buys it for $100. So Owen, it goes down to 50 bucks, and this Owen's ready to sell it. He's like, I've lost my money on it, so mm-hmm. I'm over it. The hedge fund buys it from Owen for $50. So they sold it to Owen for 100 bucks. The the thing that we're missing there is why does it go down to 50? Well, it can go down to 50 because the people that are shorting it are talking shit right. about the yes, company. You're totally right. So 
they're trying to influence it there a little bit as well. And yeah, to yeah. Owen's point, they're doing it on the news. They're doing it through their analysts. They're maybe colluding with another bank to do it, um, which we'll get to in a second because that's exactly what's happening with Robinhood. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so Owen's like, I decided, hey, I'm over it. Or maybe Owen sold it at this point. But anyway, right. they buy shares stock, want that one stock back from some the hedge fund for 50 bucks. And mm-hmm. it gives it back to the bank. And so they've made a hundred dollars or they've made fifty dollars profit. And so they do this at large scale. Um so the players. Um well there's GameStop. GameStop is, for people that don't know, a physical store that you can go buy video <laughs> games at. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, and they still yes, exist. they didn't die the <laughs> same way that Blockbuster died, even though their businesses were very similar. Mm-hmm. But, like, so GameStop has also been, for years now, like, one of these places where this pump and dump thing, thing works really well. So the shorting has been happening for multiple years. Every year they do mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. which is good to know as well. I just want to paint the picture for people who've never been to a GameStop. It's got a very unique atmosphere to it smell type of oh. employee that it hires it's <laughs> weird I, I remember my my friends in middle school that were like weirdly into video games not like in a, a normal adapted way but like the skip school to play video games sort of people worked there in high school you know it just it's got a very vibe and not to talk down about it it's just it's it's a part of nerd culture that is unique I look. I'll admit to having so in New Zealand, GameStop actually, and New Zealand and Australia they actually exist, but under a different brand, like an independent company called yes. EB Games, which is basically a spinoff. And um, I will admit that I, first of all, they're the same place. Like the smell, the cut, everything is just—it's got a vibe. <laughs> I once I have once lined up for a game at midnight in my life and all of the things that you just said r- like resonate with all of that they were giving yeah. out energy drinks they were like oh there was all these insane stupid things when all I wanted was my ha- copy of Halo 2 <laughs> and like it was midnight no idea why I lined up for Halo 2 in the old days you couldn't just right. download it you had to get it right so, well, and it's the place you'd go to buy yeah. another controller so your friends could play. They had the, like, setup yeah. in ours, which I'm just assuming was in all of them, of the, like, the controller is, like, attached to the thing. And then they've got yeah, this yeah. acrylic case that's lit underneath with, like, the Xbox in it and then a TV. Yep. And so you could roll up and play a game and, uh, like, experience the console for the first time before buying it. In the absolute worst way. But <laughs> in a, in a bad way, but like before you could afford it, maybe you're like in high school, you're saving yeah, up totally. your paychecks. You go to the store and play with the new Xbox. They also sell used games, right? That's the other piece here. Tons. I mean, it was the best place to go. Yeah, that's what I used to do. It's also where you would resell your stuff. And there's so many jokes about, you know, the game's worth fifty nine dollars and they'll buy it from you for four dollars and twelve cents. <laughs> like that's yeah. the trade in value. Or like you could try, you could sometimes trade in like forty games for half price Xbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But one of the other things is you know you mentioned Blockbuster right. earlier and how they're like very similar mm-hmm. business. They are, but they aren't. And the reason why they aren't mm-hmm. is because um, consoles still have physical games. Right. You can for Switch, you can buy cartridges Which blows my for. Mind. 
like most of the um, consoles, even the new yeah. ones, have an option f- at least for a drive. And I think this yeah. has made because I know people that only buy Switch games on cartridge because you can resell them and you can borrow. Oh, you can me. <laughs> you can borrow them to people, yeah. or people can borrow them yeah. to you, whatever. And so yeah. I actually recently went to the Dutch equivalent of a GameStop to buy a secondhand copy of a game that I had previously owned digitally, but it was tied to a different account, which is very annoying. Uh-huh. But I was actually really glad that I could just go to a physical store, pick it up, and play it the same day. Because that's another thing. Is that the sex store? It's called... Sorry, I have to ask. Is that how you say it? It's CEX. CEX. C-E-X. And it, there there was one in Berkeley. It is not a Dutch store. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, really? Because I saw it there and I was like, man, this is, this is something. <laughs> no, no. I like literally sold stuff at CEX in Berkeley before I moved to the Netherlands. And then I was like walking down the street right after I moved and I was like, the fuck? (laughs) This is an international chain. It's weird that place because it's like a pawn shop as in P-A-W-N and game. So I don't get it. (laughs) No, but Freddy's right. It's very similar to GameStop. Yeah. So you buy cartridges. I have done the same, Freddy. Uh, I haven't with the Xbox because... I don't know. I know that uh, what on is on the Xbox discs is not the game anyway. Like with the Switch, you can actually at least play. With these Xbox ones, it's like you put it in and you it's like okay, two hundred eighty gig download yeah. to fucking. Play I was it. gonna say like it brings some sort of like instant gratification, but that's not true because most of these CDs or cartridges are just like a code, so you can download it. <laughs> yeah, and you then you have to have the cartridge in to play it. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. I want to lean into what you said, <laughs> Frederica. Like. I did compare it to Blockbuster, but it's different, you said, in buying physical games. But the thing that's the biggest difference between games and movies is that game consoles have accessories. Like physical, like mm-hmm. DVD players don't have that many accessories. Blockbuster's not selling like accessories yeah. to DVD players. But like <laughs> controllers, <laughs> interfaces, like all these elements that go with game consoles, there's lots of them, especially, you know the the unique controllers the like guitar hero guitar all that stuff oh my special God. editions yeah and those manga dolls they usually <laughs> sell those man- manga dolls as well and playing cards like pokemon cards were at at least for some period of time at gamestop okay so gamestop oh we've set the stage <laughs> its stock was not worth a lot it was four dollars <laughs> there was intense short pressure from the top so the there were lots of firms but specifically this one hedge fund had like a hundred and thirty five percent short position which Which shouldn't shouldn't exist it's so that means there's like betting on the bets on the bets you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and so someone on reddit noticed this months like months ago by the way this is not something rather a year ago or something weeks ago and so well the idea is if you can drive the price of a stock up these people in short positions, so they, they're they saying like this, the price of the stock will continue to go down and that when the bank that I borrowed this stock from originally wants their stock back, I can make more profit if it keeps going down, right? So they just hold their short position. And this is famously happened with Tesla of there was a huge amount of shorts on Tesla and mm-hmm. Elon would go on these huge rants on Twitter about it because obviously it makes him less money but anyway mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. reddit there's a subreddit called wall street bets 
this person and group of people gained enough traction on the subreddit this past week to get people to purchase GameStop stock. And what happens in our example of there's the hedge fund that's shorted the stock, it goes above a $100 value. So Owen now has, you know, they've sold it to Owen for 100. Now it's worth more. The bank on the other end says, hey, we want that back. So now the hedge fund has to buy it from Owen for, let's say, $112. They've sold it for $100. So they have to spend an X, the money they got from Owen plus some to yeah. get it back to the bank. Right. They had this huge short position on GameStop. Redditors drove the price up. Like crazy. There's a piece here that I don't see getting covered a lot is that a lot of the stock market is automated now. There's all these hedge yeah. funds, other people that buy stock in large volume, the banks that have robots doing some of the work. So they detect changes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's robo-advisors and yeah. Yeah. They detect changes in the stock market and make buys and sells accordingly. So yeah. as the price is rising, I think that was also a piece is that a lot of these automated systems were kicking in too to whenever something goes over a certain daily percentage change a lot of these like automatic purchases and sales start happening as well. So yeah. I think that mm -hmm. also it, like was a part of this. Yeah. And somebody has to push a button to turn off the robots. It's kind of like <laughs> the guys from Reddit, they started a machine and the machine will do the thing yes. and that will make it go up, 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 up even more, even more than just the people from Reddit. Um, what mm -hmm. The one thing that is really, really um, good to know about shorting is um it's very risky you could yeah. basically the, the the kind of loss that you could make is basically infinite right yes mm -hmm. well it has a, a number uh melvin capital was the one that we're talking about the hedge fund in this position that had such a large short position and um they lost i think in like a two hour period this week like 3.3 billion dollars yeah <laughs> of value uh, because they're rich, they just went and asked their rich friends to cover them, from what I understand. Well, so that's, I think, this jumping a little ahead. I love that we're like on multiple layers of this already. The really important piece here is one of their rich friends is Citadel, okay? And Citadel is one of the largest customers of Robinhood. Yeah. Okay, so to take the step back, a lot. Well, even the other way around, they're a provider. Both. That's the thing where it gets a little sketch. A lot of the people on Reddit, a lot of consumers, normal people, not stock traders, are using an app called Robinhood to buy and sell stock. And so a lot... And the name irony is not lost on anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the appeals of Robinhood is it, you can download the app and start trading. And its user interface is simple. Yeah, it's very simple. And accessible to normal people. Which is... Uh, uh, good place to pause and it's also bad in some ways because of that like people don't understand what they're getting themselves into right. in many cases and there was that case of the kid that actually committed suicide allegedly because of right. robin hood and he lost all that money on oil futures it's interesting the app displayed anyway. that he'd lost a lot of money it showed that he'd lost exactly. like seven he had a negative balance of seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars and unfortunately wow. he took his own mm -hmm. life and there's a conversation, mm -hmm. a side conversation happening on Twitter right now that it was a design, a design problem. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. But yeah, to to tap into that 
uh, app thing a little bit. Like we have a few of those in the Netherlands as well, and I've signed up for a few. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I agree that it's too easy because the the um, I always feel like um, well gatekeeping is a big thing in a lot of communities. Totally. But in the financial community, gatekeeping is the strongest. It's ins- like it's, it's insane, the thickest, yeah. the biggest, the strongest. You know gatekeeping I've seen and even signing up for something like eToro which is very like similar to um, um, what I assume um, um, Robinhood is um, you will get like giant things like do you understand what you're doing you uh, have to do a check you have to do this and that it's that's Europe though Robinhood doesn't have any of that like Europe Europe has a lot of rules here in Canada I didn't have to do anything I just signed up oh no there was a lot of things you had to go through some stuff you had to yeah. answer some questions I remember it a little quiz yeah <laughs> that those are the things that you'll see in the United States over the next year because of this yeah. Yeah. well that should be good because but on the other hand I also thought it was annoying because I signed up and and they immediately started asking me questions about things I didn't know. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this. I better not do this. <laughs> well, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But well, Yeah, it's that's smart. But it's on the other hand, do. it's also how poor people stay poor, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this whole story goes into the, the, class, the class difference here. Because yeah. as soon as normal people start getting rich the way that Wall Street gets rich, they want to stop it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's, that's the next step of the story, I think. So, yes. uh, Robinhood, though, just like <laughs> Facebook, if you are not a paying customer, you are the product, right? And so yep. Robinhood did make people believe, I think, um, that Robinhood made money on the transaction. And what they were doing actually is selling the data because Wall Street firms, especially large banks, just having a one one thousandth of a second head start on knowing where the market's going is a mm-hmm. trillion dollar business, right? That little advantage mm-hmm. of knowing like what stocks are selling or buying in volume, they can get ahead of it. You know, let's say for example, a stock is about to go up $3. They could buy a bunch of it before someone else buys a bunch of it. And then theirs will go up with that $3 and then they can sell it mm-hmm. and make that money. And if you're doing it in large volumes, that's tons of money, right? So. Mm-hmm. Robinhood was selling its information of what trades were going through. You place an order for Apple stock in the Robinhood app, and then Robinhood shares that information with the firm, and then Robinhood buys that Apple stock from the stock market. And so there's right. that delay that's one one thousandth of a second between when you press the buy button and when it actually buys on the other side. It's even lo- it's longer than that, even I think. But yeah, and they were selling that information to a number of places, including Citadel. So Citadel was seeing mm-hmm. this on one end, and they were also trying to help recover Melvin Capital and some of these other hedge funds of shorting the GameStop stock. It's one of those places where Robinhood's gotten caught in the middle of their two customers. One on the one side, they've got these big banks. And Robinhood was going to IPO this year. Yeah. But, I mean, listing on the stock market, you're really making a big deal with the bank to do it. You have a, an underwriter, uh, an underwriting bank to go public. So that's one of their customers is banks. And the other side is the people that are you and me buying stock in their app. 
And they really chose between those two customers yesterday when they decided to restrict trading of GameStop because Wall Street's but freaking that, out that non-rich people are making money. So, yes, but I also just saw this billion dollar raise this morning that actually they ran out of money yesterday. And so they, they were actually looking at restricting almost all trading <laughs> yesterday because they... I don't understand enough about how their thing works, but they basically have to have enough to cover every trade plus a certain amount in reserve. There's all this like crazy financial industry stuff. So they apparently blew all of yesterday looking for money. Uh, and they got a billion dollars overnight from like Sequoia Capital and all of their existing investors. To, and now they're... So, so this, I think it was both, just to be clear. I think it was both the clearinghouses being like, nope, no more of this stupid shit. And also that they, they are like they are a private company. They right. aren't a bank. They don't have unlimited pockets. Yeah, exactly. They could literally die. Because not only Robinhood went through this, a lot of other um, trading apps went through the same thing. Exactly why I think it's both. <laughs> They'll never recover from this, uh, from a brand perspective, because. Oh yeah, atrocious. Okay, so every couple months there's trending on Twitter like delete WhatsApp, delete Facebook, delete <laughs> Uber. Yep, delete whatever it is. The difference between that and this, I think, is important to call out. Like people are saying, delete Robinhood, and the tweets have like seven hundred thousand likes to them. <laughs> a link to how to get your money out, which is not a thing that you do lightly. You've got. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez posting on Twitter about how Robinhood deciding to restrict trading is should be illegal and that they were they're going to investigate it from a congressional level but you also have people like Ted Cruz saying it too and if you get which is just unbelievable <laughs> furthest away parties in US politics to agree against you I'd say you're fucked the 100%. amount that Robin Hood is fucked, I think, has not really come to light yet. Yeah. Because their customer base is upset. Both ends of their customer base, the average person that downloads the app, that uses the app, is upset. And then the banks that they're selling the data to are upset. Yeah. But even then, the like hedge funds and all of this revealed that they were the ones pulling the levers like i saw an interview with one of these guys on tv where he basically was like i called up my clearinghouse friends and told them to turn off right. the pipe and he's like sitting in this room that definitely smells of rich mahogany <laughs> like and you're like how did you just admit to that openly on right. tv like you literally just admitted to conclusion <laughs> yeah i think so this story we've done lots of big picture little picture big picture little picture yeah the big picture here is that whenever regulation comes knocking to wall street they go it's the free market it's fair you have to let it exist the way it is without in interfering and then as soon as it's unfair to the people in power the people in wealth now they're asking for regulation. Now they want to stop the free market. So it's they can't have it both ways. It's like playing a board game with someone who knows the board game really well, and then a new player finds out a new way to play the board game, yeah. and uh, the uh, experienced player is like, yeah, no. No, that's not, no. I've never thought of that that way. We can't play it this way. That's not, no. You're cheating. You have definitely cheating. 
It's literally Monopoly. Whoever's the bank, they decide the rules and <laughs> do all the accounting. Frederica's analogy is like perfect. And I would say it's not even someone yeah. new coming in and learn having a new way to win. It's just beginner's luck. Yeah, exactly. Or it's just yeah, like totally. to use the mon Monopoly analogy. It's like the banker is the person that's an expert at the game. And all of the player, the new players, all four of the new people just turn to each other and say... I think we could win if we all do the same thing yeah. against this player. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> and the winner's luck is definitely in there as well, because if, if you ever play poker with a new player that has never played before, they're good, they're, they're good <laughs> mm -hmm. because they're irregular. Right. They're, like they don't know what they're doing. Therefore, they do something that you can't kind of, you know, think of before they do a thing. Like there is... They don't have tactics, so they're completely random, which makes it extremely hard. The thing is, though, what I find really funny is that, like, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that this is the first time that the stock market had something like this happen. Like, this is their... It's the first time since the internet exactly. existed, yes. It's the first uh, uh, DDoS or whatever the fuck they're called. It's like... <laughs> oh, that's good. I would say it's also, I would say it's an attribute of it also being a, like quote-unquote once-in-a-lifetime opportunity like in, in terms of like this the people on reddit noticed this company exploiting a stock that was relatively accessible in a way that they could manipulate it like it, usually it's a lot harder i would say to do right, this. right and the reason why they saw this in the first place i think is because that one guy that did the pet food thing started went on the board of or something from for this company for GameStop, and then people were like, "Hey, if that guy is going there, maybe maybe they have something there. Maybe maybe we should buy some stock." And then <laughs> oh someone noticed the short. The thing is, they've been shorting it as I said before. They've been shorting it every year because it's a very reliable way of making money on the sh on right. the stock market. So these guys have been doing this like, you know routinely basically and therefore they also have thought we they were kind of invincible because it always works yeah have we even mentioned wall street bets yet <laughs> I, like I, I this is the whole episode yeah. but. well okay so one thing also yeah. is there's like nostalgia at play here because the people that are of the age to have robin hood the app i think you have to be 18 to play a uh, to play <laughs> to download the apps see it is gambling yeah. Oh, no, like, exactly. You know, everyone in the like millennial age range like remembers going to GameStop as a kid. The other stocks that we haven't even started talking about, but this isn't there. There were other stocks that had sh large shorts on them that have also BlackBerry, Black yeah. AMC theaters, <laughs> Nokia, Tootsie Bed Bath and Beyond, and Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> ah, Bed Bath and Beyond is my favorite <laughs> one. You, every <laughs> one of those brands, I remember being like. 13 or 14 and spending a lot of time with you know like either yeah, going they are zeros brands eh the, i guess like where's paris hilton yeah well even elon musk is tweeting about this shit now so that's the other thing is there's like a billionaire class involved here there's the chamanth guy the social capital guy who keeps going on the news in defense of the redditors and wall street bets and he's invested a lot of his money in um gamestop as well which I think that's at play. Like I mentioned, there was somebody early on that put. Oh yeah, he's grifting for sure. <laughs> there's someone very early on from the Wall Street Bets subreddit that put fifty-five thousand dollars into the stock, and within three yeah. hours, it was worth twenty million dollars. I think he got to fifty million in the end. 
which is just crazy. I hope he made some money on that. Good for him. But but that's the the thing about this subreddit though that's been really striking. So all of this, a lot of this has been organized on this subreddit. It's Wall Street Beds. And the thing that struck me, I can't stand the subreddit. <laughs> I have I have joined it for a long time. It is just full of people slapping the roof of the cars and saying how many bad boys they can fit in there. Like just endless memes. <laughs> it's just so painful and like whatever. But but they. I would say the thing that's notable about what has happened in the last week is a lot of them are just really annoyed about the financial industry, about the financial crisis. Like a lot of the stories you see around Wall Street bets are like, fuck these guys. They fucked my parents. Yeah. Uh, even if I lose money on this, uh, I got back at them or whatever it is. And like, it's, I, I get it. These people are mad. But they're right. Well, one... People of at least my age demographic, this is like our, what, second or third recession, once in a lifetime recession. We graduated from university and high school during a recession. Like, we're pissed because there were no consequences to the banks, one, from that. But two, all of last year, during a pandemic, people were getting evicted, people were losing their jobs, people were not getting any support from the government, and Wall Street had the fucking best year ever they were they were making so much money last year the stock market constantly was setting records and at the same time everyone was fucking dying and losing all their money and their homes and all their loved ones and so it was like i think there was also this everyone's just tired of their shit of like how can you continue to profit how can you say that you represent the like economy and even like the whole housing market at, at this point, like it's so fucking bleak. Ugh. Like, yeah. uh, where am I going to find half a million to buy a fucking tiny apartment? Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I laugh because it's just bleak. It is so bleak. There's a whole separate rant. There's a whole separate rant here about using housing as an investment. Like you shouldn't, that shouldn't be yeah. a thing because then it makes yeah. it in, inaccessible to the next generation. But yeah, which we is, can get into which, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's a couple more pieces here. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, back to Wall Street bets. Oh, it's like Wall Street onion. bets. Um, well, first off, Reddit went down. So that's what I was yeah. trying to say so here. So did Discord. Like, um, the large like hashtags of like delete Uber, they seem like they're gaining ground. But the size of this far outreaches anything else because taking Reddit 100%. down means hundreds of millions of people are going to this yeah. or at least hundreds of millions of page views right like think of reddit's and infrastructure remember, i would add something here that is there's a lot of people at home bored as fuck right now as well which is a big piece of this that i think is why there's so many people just like going in like they're all at home really pissed about the state of things and like okay i'm on reddit i'm on reddit so reddit locked the subreddit if you weren't already a member you couldn't get in and then yeah wall street bets created a telegram group and a discord Hmm. um i believe telegram (laughs) deleted the group yeah and i believe discord deleted the group well just to pause discord suspended it because they had never had so many concurrent users on a server it was something like a hundred thousand people a minute trying to join (laughs) And I, if I was Discord, I would also turn it off because to save the rest of my platform. <laughs> but right, fair. 
and then there's the like the Nazi problem that the internet has did not oh just that small thing <laughs> did not skip over Wall Street bets as soon as yeah. and that was what I believe Reddit cited as the reason they locked mm-hmm. it is the amount of hate speech happening it is back though to be clear it is okay yeah. that's news to me so there was that component okay and then there's the cryptocurrency component dogecoin dogecoin ethereum and bitcoin are all having incredible days because Robinhood restricts trading people are upset people are being encouraged to take all of their money out of Robinhood, not just their gamestop and amc and bed bath and beyond stocks the, they're be, still being organized mostly on Reddit, but on the internet in general. And people are like, Robinhood is the bad guy in this situation. Again, the irony in their name. Hmm. So you should take all your money out. And so last week, the, I think this is also a big part of the story. Last week, and I think we talked about on the podcast, Bitcoin lost like $10,000 of value. It went from like its all-time high, somewhere in like the 41 or 42,000 USD range down to like 29 in like a couple days. And so I think that's also a piece to play here. People were pulling their Bitcoin out as it was dropping. That's why it kept dropping. People were taking their money out. There was like this one person that moved like, it was like an insane amount of money in one trade. I can't remember if it was in the billions, but it was in the hundreds of millions. 100%. I mean, Elon Musk has bought it home. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it's him. So Bitcoin's dropping. People are pulling money out. So they were also at the same time looking for somewhere to put their money. And so the GameStop thing, I think, was like another source of, oh, let me move my money to this thing that is growing at hundreds of percents increase to try and mimic the same gains that people have made in Bitcoin. So people are pulling their money out of Robinhood, all of their money, not just their stocks in, you know, GameStop, their which is not a small feat, by the way. It's like seventy bucks to get out of Robinhood or something. It's really? crazy. Well, they charge you to tra- well, if you're transferring out, they charge you to seventy bucks. What the fuck? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> so people were doing that, and so what's another way that people are storing their currency lately? What other apps are people using to move money? Because uh, there's yes, there are people logging onto their Fidelity accounts to p- buy GameStop stock, yeah, but really 100%. this is happening in the apps. What other apps do you have for currency? It's your your crypto apps. Fucking Coinbase. <laughs> Dogecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin have had huge gains in the past 24 hours. I mean, incredible gains. Bitcoin's up 20% today as of right now. I don't have any apps with the other ones, but I keep yeah. some screenshots and they're straight up lines, not even like up into the right graphs. Every chart this year is up into the right, I swear to God. <laughs> it's COVID, Bitcoin. Yeah. It's all the the hockey stick curve is uh, it's trending this year. No flattening any curves. <laughs> Bleak no. as fuck. Why would but we yes, flatten yes. if we could ho- hockey stick? But, um,. So pe- are people actually leaving uh, Robinhood behind then? Because yes, because yeah. the thing is, what's gonna happen if it's true that like um, the reason why they stopped trading these specific things is because they couldn't uh, front it anymore? Then it's possible that like people will yeah. just go to the next thing and they will do the same thing because they can't front it anymore. Because now even more people are there, you know. Most of the competition is genuinely like bank apps, which means that they're actually more likely to be able to front it. I think Robinhood is one of a handful that are 
more independent. I think there's another one called public.com, which is like a Robinhood competitor. There's the Square, you can, is it the Square Cash app you can buy? The Cash app, yeah. That's where I buy stock is in the Cash app. Yeah, and th- those are the private ones, but then like bank ones like Fidelity and all of those, man, they will just go and go and go. <laughs> yeah, because they have the yeah. capital to, if someone wants to cash out their GameStop gains, chase bank can manage that but this is so there is something here that i want to circle back to that's really interesting that freddie brought up when i was saying that like they made them too accessible i actually do take that back in a way that like these people have underestimated that these people being the big banks and stuff have been pushing to put put this online for so long and like apps totally changed the market and now they're realizing oh my god we put all these these people on the stock market oh god and like it's just really funny because for the last 10 years they've been like i swear to god i've just been indoctrinated with like eh, stonks apps like oh, get to trade blah, blah, blah. like whatever it is everybody should have a stock app and now they're like no 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 not like that though not like, <laughs> like that not poor people making money yeah because they have actively been lobbying against yeah. getting the regulations there and right. yeah but like, uh, what's gonna happen next? I, th- I mean, obviously we're in a bubble right now, and obviously the bubble's gonna burst at some point. Um, what, 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 yeah, what now? I don't. This is not the end of it. I, it's. I think this remin- is the beginning of a yeah. whole fucking saga. Like, this is gonna go on a year. <laughs> it's reminiscent to me of 2017, I think, what happened in cryptocurrency, where it became more mainstream yeah. there were more accessible apps and it was more like non-tech people were you would talk to about it with your parents at dinner like they'd be exactly. like did you buy the bitcoins <laughs> it was a way for normal people to make money yep in in a, w- a way that was easy and accessible and had less gatekeeping and you get more than 0.05 percent in your savings account so everybody's like yolo well, well, I that's an important piece too owen is like the interest rates are zero percent practically in all of these places there's nowhere with good interest rates i'm pretty sure (laughs) people are losing their jobs and there's a pandemic raging and the governments are barely supporting anybody so of course people are looking for get rich quick schemes like yeah there's a reason tiktok has been a huge like having a huge surge in like stock advice which by the way is mostly terrible a lot of it's really bad yeah yeah um you said it are people actually leaving robin hood right so robin hood app in like a one hour period got one hundred and ten thousand one star reviews wow google this morning deleted one hundred thousand reviews which i don't really know well, what why? i read their reasoning it's just ridiculous like they're gonna make people more mad they basically have rules against brigading since there was other there was another time zoom. when people brigade yeah zoom got zoom. some all those kids coordinated to give it one star reviews <laughs> so it got pulled from that <laughs> that's yeah. right hey, yeah there was an another there was another like a uh, school-based app uh one of maybe one of the proctor ones Class, i think uh it was blackboard I think Blackboard. it's Blackboard. But that's oh, so brigading. Blackboard. So on app stores, again, automation, a lot of them have things where if you get X amount of bad reviews in a certain amount of time, they tend to automatically delist them because something must be wrong. <laughs> Which is so perfect. Right, yeah, the assumption is that... There's a virus. Like, yeah. 
anyway so <laughs> google scrubbed it which is bollocks like they should have had to deal with it it's not like you can those reviews google and all of the app stores now actually heavily weight the latest version so all robin hood would have to do is release a new version and any right. new reviews would override it but no google just gave it but this is why people are getting escalatingly mad right all of these layers it's like we did the yeah. fun stupid thing and then the hedge funds fucked us we did the fun stupid thing and now we're kicked off reddit we did the fun stupid thing and now google is backing up fucking uh like robin hood like it just all of this makes people more and more mad it's just pulling back the curtain more it's just exposing the power structures that already exist yeah it's the well wall street keeps telling us that it's a free and fair market because they want to avoid regulation this is just showing how bullshit that is right, where right. when the rich people start losing money they can shut down the stock market they can halt trading they can get a 3.3 billion dollar loan yeah. they can get the government to start writing some fucking bailout for them yeah and it's like well where's ours mm -hmm. if if it's i go a 600 check <laughs> if i make a stupid or risky decision and then i be, go into debt as a consequence i have to fucking deal with it right 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 there's yeah. no, there's no you help. You have to shut down your life. And, like. and here, in, <laughs> here in the Netherlands, it was even crazier. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but something happened in the Netherlands where they wrongly accused up to uh, up to ten thousand people of fraud, made them pay back uh, whatever they got from the government over years, which came up to like one hundred and twenty-five um, thousand euros. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, and then they were like, oh fuck. Um, and this went on for years, right? This went on yeah. for fucking years. They tried to sue the government. Government said, no, we did the rules. It's fine. Uh, it's, yeah, this is uh, we did the rules. all fair. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like, journalists kept digging into it. And uh, eventually, now, um, this is actually becoming uh, a thing. Initially, the government was like, yeah, I mean, some people are in serious debt and other people are in... A tiny amount of debt. What if we give, just give everyone 30k? <laughs> and tax it. And tax it. Yeah. Like, no, these people's lives are fucking ruined. You know, like, there's no, like, how... But the truth is, yeah. that's the other, I think there's, like, so many layers to this, but the big part of this is, like, rich people who make these bets on Wall Street get taxed on capital gains and not income. You know, like you, I, you and I pay fifty percent or what, forty percent of tax on your day job or freelance or whatever. And these yeah. guys, these motherfuckers, are making a billion bucks and paying like four <laughs> like, percent. Yeah. I think we have to talk about Frederica's story again because yeah. this is a tech story. The child benefits scandal in the Netherlands. The the thing that was flagging people for fraud was an automated system. Yeah, yeah, which was racist. And it was racist. That's the thing. Is it, it had like man. five. It had five different like uh, aspects it was looking for to qualify fraud, and it was only getting triggered on one of them. And it oh, was Jesus. multiple nationalities was being flagged as probably fraudulent because it was like assuming that it was a made up identity because but Dutch that people just targeted fraud. <laughs> It just targeted immigrants. God right, damn. and and next to that, then they were like, oh, these people might be fraudulent, and then they looked into them, and then maybe if a, like, you know, a signature wasn't exactly right, they would be like, yes, fraudulent, see? 
the system works. Yeah, my signature changes every time I do it. I do, it's just a scribble. <laughs> so, but it's such a tech story because it was like they automated a system to yeah. flag fraud, and the system was just like all these other automated systems, inherently biased. Yeah. And racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so devastating. Like Frederico was saying, ruined lives. People yeah. killed themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People got divorces. They had to go lost on their jobs, lost their jobs, lost their families. They couldn't feed their kids, mm-hmm. ruining lives. They couldn't buy yeah. houses. They, th- the thing is that if you are in debt, uh, you will get like a registration at the debt re- uh, registration yeah, yeah. place, which is, by the way, a for-profit company in the Netherlands. Which oh, is I fucked. know. This, this makes me crazy. The BKR. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a BKR registration, then you basically are you, you can't buy you can't buy like a phone. Yeah. Uh, um, my favorite thing. Plan. So it's my favorite bleak thing about that company is to find out if you have a registration, you have to pay them. <laughs> it's like I'm in debt, man. I don't have money to pay you to find out if you like. Fucking yeah. hell. Anyway. Holy shit. So I love, I will say the Netherlands doesn't have credit scores, which is great because in Canada, if you fart in the wrong direction and your credit score goes down, shit's fucked. Um, Same with the US. Anyway, so like I would, maybe to bring this full circle, what do you think will happen? <laughs> so AOC was on Twitch last night talking about this, for example, which is just with the, the social capital guy uh, and like a bunch of others. I think they're going to get dragged in front of Congress at some point. At least Robin Hood will. I don't know about the clearing houses. Oh, Robin Hood will. Do we think more regulation? Do we think... Uh, Rob- okay, what's what's your... If you were to short the percentage of the chance that Robin Hood is alive or barely alive a year from now, what would your bear be? Um, I think someone's got to buy them for it yeah. to stay. Some bank will buy them. They won't die. Yeah. It'll be like A16Z. <laughs> yeah, or some VC. Like you said, like you said, they got a billion dollars yesterday yeah. from like Sequoia or somebody. Yeah. They'll be around, but they'll never have the they spent 7 years building the brand they have today. They had yeah. at the beginning of the week to be the place that redditors were saying this is the trading app, go mm-hmm. here. To to be that they spent seven years building that brand of trust where people are like you can trust us we're one of the first like big apps for making trading easy i i don't know how they can recover but i mean like i said uber's still around i was gonna say people still still use uber so yeah it's like facebook they could do anything almost and the people will go back but i do think there's a good chance they will have either sold or had to it's it's gonna be uphill battle i definitely think that this is just that one move of halting that stock for a day, I think just damaged every piece of reputation they have. Doesn't matter if it's the best app, people will use a shitty app just to get I, them. I have another question. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does it, what does this actually mean for GameStop? <laughs> they have a lot of capital now. <laughs> now their company is worth more. So, yeah. so going out to the stock market for like an IPO is a fundraising event. Yeah, Your you get money. makes money. And so GameStop hopefully uses both their popularity their momentum right now and some of this new capital to hopefully evolve a little bit yeah do you know, something cool be steam yeah oh yeah Let's create a steam or i saw today someone said that amazon should buy gamestop and make it part of luna and 
it's not a bad idea because I don't hate it. I forgot that existed. I'm going to sign up. Well, for I that. hate it because Amazon. But don't don't sign up for more Amazon oh, just, services. No, I just Owen. want to try Luna. Come on. I just want to see if it's worse than Stadia. Sometimes you're such a sometimes you're such a toddler, man. Like <laughs> next episode, you'll be on a fucking uh, talkie talkie app or whatever everyone's <laughs> using. Don't worry, it's not available in Canada. I close the tab. No, tomorrow we're gonna find out that Owen's got a, a newsletter on the Facebook's new newsletter Fuck platform. No, no, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm, I'm not going back to Facebook. How is this different? Amazon sucks, yeah, and you know it. Filthy company. Um, well, tell us how Luna is, I, Trader. You, I can't use it because I'm in Canada, and also you have to buy their controller, so I'm not going to use it. Um, on that note, are we done with the stonks thing? <laughs> I think we've done our best. I don't think the story's done because it's oh, no. so much every day. Yeah. But I, what, I just want to talk one last thing about how widespread this is. It's not a tech story. No. Every yeah. large post about what's going on with GameStop is getting like 1 million likes almost. Yeah. This is an every person conversation. Yeah, because it touches everyone, yeah. literally. Also, I definitely, the one thing that I, or the one thing, there's multiple things that are good about this, mm. but the, the main thing I think is good about this is that suddenly there is so many more young people that understand how to trade, that yes. understand what trading yeah. is, that and understand how fucked this system I think, is. I think yes. that is yes. actually a, the good thing out of all of this is like a lot of people, like I barely knew how shorts worked because I just don't care. Until like two I days mean, ago. we've all watched The Big Short. Yeah, you know, go watch <laughs> that by the way if you haven't. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I still didn't hundred percent understand how it right. worked. I I yeah. think I'm gonna rewatch The Big Short. Actually, that's a good one. Actually, yeah. yeah, I bet it's like like trending on Google right now or something. This actually, this week actually made me understand. So I've watched The Big Short like four times, and mm -hmm. every time I like learn a little bit more to understand what actually happened. Right. But this week makes it easier to understand because you've seen the it. big shorts got the complication of these like housing bonds mm -hmm. and this week is all about just like a stock which stocks are easier to understand and comprehend than these like housing bonds yeah which is why they made the whole movie where they went to the strippers that buy, right. bought houses and whatever the hell yep yeah but there's going to be a movie about this though oh at least 10 there's going to be so oh, many movies I know. about this. It's going to have Redditor stereotypes and everything. But uh, I'd rather see a movie about this than about the fucking pandemic. Yeah, Me that's too. true. You're so Anything right. Anything at this point. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. You're so right. That's the thing. I think that's the other piece here is this was a beautiful escape when it was still fun uh, from the <laughs> terrible reality of things right now. Like, not much has been happening. You know, to, last week was inauguration day. The week before, fucking, there was an insurrection. Like, this was a, a pretty good Wednesday. <laughs> impeachment the week before that yeah it's like i'll take this yeah so i only have a couple more minutes so that's let's, fine I, <laughs> this, is, this is enough but we have two fluff stories well fluff. i actually i want to i want to give you an update on my pixel 5 uh saga okay, okay. i got my trade-in money back you 40 did. replies later oh my god when i finally release reached the escalated 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 tier the day I got my money back, I broke a screen. <laughs> and so now I have to get my phone fixed. Uh, but actually, I just wanted to say, Google finally figured that shit out. If you live in a supported country, you can just go to these places that are official Google partners and get it fixed on the spot in two hours. Ooh. The old way, you s and I'll find out if this is any good. I'll come back to you next week. But in the old days, you had to they'd send you a box, you'd ship it back, it might come back in a month. I don't have a phone the whole time. So this is a lot better. We'll see if they fuck it up. I'm going to go there today and do it. 
yeah. but yeah anyway i just wanted to give that update <laughs> next day we don't care anyway because yeah you know it's not supported here so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true yeah okay anyway so fluff story twitter acquired a newsletter company a dutch one it's dutch and they're getting into newsletters which a blows my mind but b also fuck substack so well, I'm yeah, here fuck for up. It. that's what I was gonna say. Substack is super popular right now. It's the new medium. Everybody's migrating to it. All these journalists that get fired for being racist in the New York Times <laughs> huh? like, have, take their huge audiences to Substack, and Substack loves the Nazis because oh, they traffic. do. They fully endorse them. The guy that runs Substack was on oh, such um, a Sway, the <laughs> Kara Swisher podcast. Yeah, and he's such a douche. And she was like, "Well, what about moderating?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs> I rolled my wow. eyes so hard. I was gonna ask why is Substack so bad because I've they seen just hate, you know they they they're like they are trying to be the like oh we we are the free speech platform how about fuck off we just learned why not to do that okay so Twitter's getting into newsletters let's come back to that I'm here for it but so is Facebook so is Facebook Facebook's cloning Substack Twitter <laughs> acquired a company that was doing something similar called Review is it called yeah. Review uh, yeah. Review oh. Nice. I think it's review, but <laughs> we have the official Dutch pronunciation. I love it. So yeah, it's Facebook's cloning it. But what's the story here? They clone fucking everything. They're gonna give it to Forbes, and Forbes will like bet everything on it because Facebook is paying them. And then Facebook will say, "Oops, we actually inflated your audience." Blah 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 blah. And they're gonna use it to harvest email addresses from people, uh, rather than like using it for the actual good. Anyway, don't use the Facebook one, please, sweet Jesus. <laughs> At least use the Twitter one. Twitter is A, incompetent <laughs> enough that it will never happen. And B, they made it free. Or well, they lowered the price of review the day they acquired it so that people can use it, which is really, really cool. That's exciting. And I, from what I understood, the team is going to just stay in Utrecht and they're going to just work on this as they did before. They'll just be within the Twitter space. Which is funny because I think this mm-hmm. is... Uh, for the first time that we have like some sort of Twitter company yeah. again in the Netherlands, because we used to have a marketing team, I think, in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They moved to London, I think. Yeah. Oh wow, that sucks. But one more thing about the newsletter thing: the reason there's so many of these and why it's so popular is, I think, in part, a consequence of Google sh- Google shutting down Reader. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I actually have a further take on that. Yes, Reader started all of this. I actually think there's a, a sub-piece that we could talk about on another episode here that is, it's still too hard to make a website. That's why newsletters are so popular. Getting a website, a WordPress online, I don't know if you've done it lately, it's a, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I just relaunched our blog, uh, presentation.design. I just recreated it. It took so much extra time and work and workarounds and Googling. And I used Webflow to do it, which is, uh, you don't have to know code to do it. So think, I, I mean, you're totally right. It is still too hard to make like a blog. Hence newsletters, you don't need to do anything. They just end up in people's inbox. But Google Reader started all of this, to be clear. <laughs> your email inbox is your RSS reader at this point for all these newsletters. And if you still had a good, rss reader like google reader this wouldn't have happened but so that's my take real quick my fluff story so you know james bond james who like james like bond. 007. oh james bond sorry yeah yes. you have to do okay, this in so four minutes or less by the way just so now i can do minutes. i can do it in 30 <laughs> seconds 
they, you know, with the pandemic, decided not to release the James Bond movie yes. on streaming. Like but many to movies. Wait, wait until they could make their millions of dollars in the box office, which I think is a poor decision. You can't decision. see me rolling my eyes, but I am rolling them. Yeah. So they're waiting and waiting and waiting. Keeps getting pushed back the release date of the James Bond movie. Right now, it's targeted for October of this year. <laughs> right? It was supposed to come out in like April or May last year. So we're now like almost a year and a half later. The product placements in the movie need to be reshot because no. the, Nokia, the Nokia phone that he's holding in one of these scenes is now an old model. Wow. <laughs> The mobile device market oh, moves so fast. I hate that this is a thing. I forgot that the, like, oh, God. They just started shooting again. They're going to reshoot these scenes with the product placements so that the devices are more relevant this is so when fucking the movie lame. actually comes out. So lame. <laughs> Can you, I just think it's so funny and ridiculous. If I was that actor, I would be like, I'm not coming back during a pandemic to shoot with the latest Nokia. <laughs> How long has he aged since they shot the first product placements? Yeah, exactly. Is he still in James Bond shape? That is hilarious. Rumor has it this was his last movie, right? Is he like, hey, I fucking like chill. I went on holiday Dad and ate bought a bunch already? of fucking like... carbs for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I have so many questions about this. I watch Casino Royale every once in a while. Great movie. Great movie. He's got an old Nokia phone in it. Yeah. And you're like... It's fine because this movie came out a couple years yeah, ago. It doesn't matter unless you're watching it the minute it comes out. Like, it, Yeah, and so it's so fucking funny to me. It's like, well, first off, how much money does Nokia put into this movie? Right, exactly. Where they're like, hey, we are going to fucking reshoot during a pandemic for them. No, but like it sounds like a contract, you know. It does. You're totally right. Uh, there's some contract. There's some arbitrary contract somewhere which is like, if your movie's delayed, you have to redo it with the latest. I guarantee some lawyer put that in there. I uh, love I love this so much. I think it's hilarious. On that note, uh, we okay. should wrap up. So okay. if you made it this far, <laughs> thank you for listening. Come talk to us on Discord. We have a stonk a stonks channel. A stonks channel. <laughs> we do stonks. have a stonks channel. Uh, so you can join and talk there. It's been pretty active in the last few days. So you might like it. Pretty active. Every time I open it, it's like fifty messages plus. I'm like, <laughs> go to chargepodcast.com and click community in the top thing and you'll be in. So it's that easy. By the way, if you were wondering, the weather in Amsterdam is shit. Oh, we for oh yeah, it's also shit here. It's negative 20. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll see you next time. Owen has to go, it sounds like. Bye. That's true. Bye, Bye. Biscuits. Bye.